I am Deb Creer. I'm the socialite, and I am passionate about working with professionals to show them how to use social media as a tool to promote themselves and their businesses. And today we have a two-for-one. I have two guests that I am so excited about. We're going to be talking a little bit differently um, on our subject matter today than what we normally do, but as always, we will be weaving social media into it. So first, uh, welcome to Kirk and Sharon. Hello. Hello. Hi, guys. Well, let me go ahead and give your bios. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm going to shorten them a little bit. You both have such fabulous experience. If I read your full bios, we wouldn't have time to do the rest of the program. Um, so Kirk is a technical and operations executive with over 20 years of experience in hardware and software R&D environments. With a diverse expertise in wired and wireless communications, distributed networking, and architecture, Kirk has been on, you know, at the forefront of developing lots and lots of new technology. He currently serves as the chief technology officer for Communicate and several other positions, which we might get into those in a little bit. Obviously, Kurt is very, very busy, um, but he has many accomplishments, accommodations, as well as creating patented IP products. Sharon is a communications and operation executive with 24 years of experience in broadcast, communication strategies, branding and message development, and crisis communications. She is currently the chief operating officer for Communicate, managing daily operations and overseeing sales. She served on numerous boards, and she has a record of developing and implementing communication strategies. She also recently did the videos that I am putting on my newly redesigned website. Um, So welcome, guys. How are you doing today? Doing well, and yourself? Oh, not bad. Gotta, gotta love Atlanta weather. Um, it's always fun when I have guests who are local to me. You know, frequently we have guests who are in either Colorado or other states and then we're like multi-state locations. So first, you know, what I want to talk about, as I mentioned at the, the start, is we're going to discuss a little bit differently than what we normally do, which is to focus on social media because we want to talk about how teams of people can collaborate online. And by that, I mean using, you know, people are in various locations throughout the United States, whether your business is teaming together or simply, you know, people on the same work team for one company, but how you can do all of this remotely. Obviously, social media does play a part of that or can, but there are other ways that that people can do this. So first... Let's talk about why companies are even finding the need and businesses are finding the need to do this online collaboration. And Kirk, I know that you're an expert in this, so why don't you talk to this to us about that? Well, um, as you know, a lot of uh, workers now are spread across the United States and even across other countries. So having a platform and a, a place where they can communicate uh, 24-7 is very important. As you know, you know, people are very busy, and so sometimes it's hard to coordinate a schedule to, say, you know, meet at 8 o'clock or 10 o'clock versus being able to post things, mm-hmm. uh, you know, have your comments up, your documents up, have your events managed in one place really helps to take some of the complexity out of a complex world, if you will. And right. And social media really helps that because 
the information is there when you have time to get to it. You know, so that's awesome. Well, and of course, what we've done in the past when we have collaborated with, you know, uh, with people in other locations is we've tried to do it via email. So what happens right. is we've got, you know, one document that's going back and forth between multiple people. You've got these long strings of email messages where people add people in, people drop off, and it just makes things very difficult for even, you know, for more than three people at a time to be able to work together. Um, so... Uh, how can this be accomplished now with with the new technologies that we have? Well, there there are different um, dispersion technologies. I mean, you have uh, technologies like uh, for uh, file storage and and data replication that you can use to stay in sync. There's software that you can use to conference uh, things like that as well. And th- those things are great. Um, ideally, though, what a I think a business would want is to have all these great tools in one location, and that way you've got one place to check, one place to stay in sync, and one place to go to know that whatever documents or information that you are receiving at any given time is the most current. Mm-hmm. Well, and and you're so right about that because I think what we've done is in so many cases we've kind of piecemealed things together. So it might be that, you know, for example, a company creates a group on Facebook that is just for the the team, but and then they're trying to use Skype maybe to uh connect with video and then they're emailing things back and forth and each of those has ways that you can kind of interconnect but not always very reliably. Right. And not always very Efficiently, that's the key thing. You know, mm-hmm. uh, ten years ago, you know, we may have had an extra hour, extra two hours in a day. Mm-hmm. Uh, now we're kind of short three hours. Right. So efficiency is critical. And again, getting the right information the first time, you know, because as business evolves and documents change, it's important that everyone is on the same page. You mm-hmm. know, as meetings change, as uh, uh, Targets change. You want to be sure that your team is quickly up to date, and having a uh, a global schedule where we're you know you're working across ten different time zones. It's really hard to find that sweet spot as far as time to always mm-hmm. get together and have a face to face or a voice to voice conference. And therefore, it's it's again it's critical that you have information and, and things in one place where everyone knows that. They can go there to get um, updates. I mean, even Cisco um, mentioned how, you know, uh, collaboration is simply not about bringing people together, but it's also a lot of soft uh, benefits, you know, uh, you know, that comes with the uh, efficiency, you know, of how to mm-hmm. bring people together and to collaborate and to create a, a, a synergy, you know, that actually produces something uh, greater than the tone of parts, if you will. Right. Um, there are now, there's, there are many examples of firms now that are creating a real competitive advantage, you know, by adopting, you know, select collaboration tools. So uh, social media is going to become a great collaboration platform for business in the future, alongside the ability to communicate with, you know, possible clients and to find leads and things like that. Mm-hmm. Well, and, you know, for me, I home office. And I initially started using social media, and in particular Facebook, because there were other people then that I was in touch with, you know, whether it was really just talking about, gee, what I watched on TV last night 
or running business questions past people. And so that was initially why I started on social media. And I think that's a, a great resource for people who may not be out and about. You know, they might be home officing. But it's, you know, it, it does expand beyond that. You know, we are able to get clients this way, communicate with clients, find business partners. I mean, you know, that's the almost virtually the entire purpose of LinkedIn is, is to be able to connect people. But as we mentioned, you know, it, it does kind of need to be more, you know, once you've got that team and maybe it's not an actual company, you know, maybe it's not say the entire sales force force on a company. Maybe it's several different types of businesses that are working together on a project. You know, how does that kind of work for people when they're trying to, you know, operate, whether, you know, we've got people in different States or even just all across the city when they're trying to collaborate online like that. Right. That's a great point that you're bringing up. And, you know, with the um, challenges that, you know, a lot of small uh, businesses are facing, you know, with the current economy as it begins to pick up uh, steam, uh, we have seen a lot of smaller companies partner to uh, offer bigger solutions and to actually compete with larger companies. Mm-hmm. Stop having to um, undertake the expense of staffing and and uh, and you know um, the the cost of of being a large company, and and that model collaboration actually takes a different twist because mm-hmm. generally companies collaborate internally for the most part, uh, and they share documents internally, but in this new emerging, uh, I guess cross company partnerships that we're seeing, uh, there's going to be a, a lot of uh, use of, of collaboration from an external standpoint. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, again, you could have a graphic company and a, a media company and a software company to partner to to bid on and, and, and generally successfully win larger contracts by bringing all the resources together. Mm-hmm. And to be efficient from a time standpoint, it's very important that they have a, you know, the social tools, the social networking tools to actually communicate, stay up to date, and to stay efficient on their task. And, and we're seeing this a lot. I mean, a lot of companies, large companies that have had to lay off people because of the, the downturn, um, these people still have skill sets. And these uh, people were the ones that actually contributed to making the company large itself. So mm-hmm. I, I believe that we're going to see trends where a lot of small businesses and entrepreneurs actually team up actually compete with larger companies because they can do it with less overhead but with the same skill sets, which would be great. Right. Well, and <coughs> excuse me, you mentioned resources. To me, that's probably one of the, the best reasons to be able to to use online collaboration, whether it's, you know, a full-blown type of, of program or something as simple as, you know, Skype. We're saving time by not traveling to those those places, and more importantly, we're saving money. Um, you know, especially if you've got people that are spread out very far. One of the things that that I love about Google Plus is the fact that we can have up to ten people on a video conference all at the same time. And I chair a committee of people um, here in this area on a, a for the West Call Business Association. And for us to drive to a committee meeting, it's 35 to 45 minutes each way. And our committee meetings are really only about 30 minutes long. So we have a Google Hangout. Everybody on the committee participates. We get to see people face-to-face, which I think is one of the big benefits to whatever type of collaboration you're doing, when you can actually see those people. 
And we're able to do that with only taking a half hour out of our day as opposed to several hours. And I think more and more businesses are, are turning to that type of model. Right. And on top of that, you know, access to the fact is, you know, with a lot of systems, you know, it's possible to actually uh, archive, you know, the conversations, right. which is mm-hmm. great. That way, you know, you basically get the byproduct of having minutes for your mm-hmm. meeting because they're all they're right. in the archive, which is, which is great. Um, and to your point again, you would save, you know, a third of the time in just your instance of being able to have a social place to go to as far as electronic and conference and or, or Skype or do whatever you need to do to communicate with the team. And that's what it's all about. It's all about trying to do more with less, mm-hmm. you know, and you want to deliver more with less as well, you know, because, um, you know, information technology is really starting to flatten and decentralize how we communicate. You know, it's transforming the tra- traditional corporate model into a uh, – a way, uh, a different way of keep, a different way to work, and it's actually changed the way that people work and communicate. Mm-hmm. And I think that social media is the catalyst, but we're going to see this new social media 3.0, where um, this collaborational uh, type of, of environment is the norm. You know, so there'll mm-hmm. be a lot less noise, but more focused collaboration in niche markets or niche right. um, areas, you know, if you will. And the noise that you mentioned is definitely, <clears throat> excuse me, one of the things that businesses worry about because they're thinking, you know, well, gee, we can't have our employees have access to Facebook because they're going to be playing on Facebook all day, you know, or, you know, all those various things. And, you know, that certainly is a consideration because that does happen. So, you know, what's happened is companies are developing these kind of uh platforms where they bring it all into one and I know that you and Sharon have done that so go ahead and talk about what Access Biz does and what it allows uh, people to do. Well uh, thanks for bringing up Access Biz. We're really proud of it and we're really happy with where it is. Um, you can think of Access Biz as um, a social network that is strictly for businesses Mm-hmm. And it also allows, you know, and it, it gives them the, you know, the five, you know, big features that we believe that a business would like to have. Uh, one feature is being able to communicate, you know, in, interactively. The second feature is being able to actually um, to share documents, to uh, to archive, and to set up private teams and private groups to basically create a virtual office for mm-hmm. the business. Um, the third thing would be to actually... Um, to set up um, uh, your portfolios and actually make money, if you will, on the site through bidding on projects, or if you have work that needs to be done, or if you want to partner, you know, across a large project, you can post, you know, different tasks in the marketplace, and therefore, you know, not only can you collaborate and and have your virtual office to communicate, but you can actually bid and make money through the site, um, through the marketplace. And what's great about the marketplace is is that the monies are in escrow because, as you know, a lot of small business uh, businesses spend a lot of time, you know, finding the work to do, uh, doing the work, and delivering the work. And sometimes, you know, regrettably, we have to actually uh, work hard to actually get paid because sometimes, you know, the funding may not have been in place as was stated. That mm-hmm. just in the marketplace, those issues are kind of wiped out because when, when uh, projects are posted, 
there has to be the money to cover the project in escrow so that both parties know that funds are there. Mm-hmm. Um, the fourth thing that allows you to do is actually to um, to uh, to network for, to network and you know and to network one to one, group to group, or many to many. Now we're not saying that we want access biz to take the place of uh, contemporary networking, but we actually see it as something that can enhance that. Mm-hmm. You know, I know myself personally. I I, uh, I I attend networking uh, meetings, but more so I depend on sharing to do that because, like you say, the time it takes to do that, mm-hmm. you know. And um, with Access Biz, you can still attend your contemporary uh, network meeting, but you're still connected to your team 24 hours a day. Mm-hmm. It means that you know your leads can come through instantly, referrals can come through instantly, instead of waiting, you know, sometimes up to a week, you know, to get a hot lead. You can get it instantly through your uh, your group, through your web chat, or through your conferencing, which is great. And I guess the fifth thing that we think that Access Biz does well is honestly bring everything together in a uh, a usable, simple way. You know, um, it's, it will be easy to take all these complex features and complex functions and just throw them together in a hodgepodge, but we took our time to make sure that we made the system very user-friendly and uh you're only exposed to the things that you're interested in. For example, if you don't need the marketplace, you don't have to use the marketplace. Mm-hmm. If you don't really want to do much social chatting and things like that, you don't have to do that. It's not a, it's not a, uh, it's interactive and it's segmented where you choose what you want, but all the features are available. Great. So again, we're really proud of AccessBiz and uh, .NET, and we're, we're looking forward to seeing what other people think about it. Mm-hmm. Well, and you know, as you were mentioning, it's it's one of those platforms where it brings people together in one place. You know, and and that's where it's different from you know having to Skype and then having to go into Facebook and then having to go to a Google Drive for the document or a Dropbox and you know all those various things. So it does make working as a team better um, and and easier. So, you know, and and whether it's Access Biz or another type of platform. It's something that businesses, I think, are more and more looking at doing because it is, you know, it's such a cost-saving benefit, you know, all of those various things that we've talked about. Right. And then, you know, you add to that the fact that the purpose of this site is business. Mm-hmm. You know, um, not to knock, you know, any other networks because every network has its place, social crosses, you know, a rainbow of different mm-hmm. things that they can do. Right. But in our opinion, it's very important that, you know, the people that are on a site with you, especially in a social way, are there for the same purpose. Mm-hmm. Uh, without that, it causes noise, you know. And, you know, that's what's kind of hard to sort through is a lot of noise, a lot of things that don't really apply to mm-hmm. um, what the individual is actually looking to achieve on a particular site. So right. again, access bids is not for personal use. It's strictly for businesses, and it's strictly for partnering, for communication, and for growing your business. Mm-hmm. That's what it's made for. And, and, to, and just to add one, one, one last thing, even in contrast to other business social networks that currently exist, again, Access Bid is about growing your business. It's not mm-hmm. a place to go and find a new job or to, uh, uh, or, to, or to grow an individual's career. It's about the business. Right, it's it's that next step in that process. Right, right, right. Because we wouldn't want to put together a platform that you know would promote you know causing disruption in 
businesses by having people jump ship. That can, mm-hmm. you know, because you know, as you know, it takes three to six months to get somebody up to speed and to invest before an employee is, you know, able to really uh, contribute. You know, generally speaking. Right. And therefore, we don't we don't want to have a site where we're promoting uh, job growth. We're mm-hmm. promoting the business growth and generating business through collaboration, through networking, and through the, the marketplace. Right. You know, and, and conceivably that, that could happen on, say, LinkedIn. You know, maybe a business right. has a LinkedIn group and, and, you know, so people are there, you know, that are specifically, they're part of, you know, the team or the, the collaboration or whatever. But then they're also on LinkedIn in general, which means they can be looking at job openings and they can be connecting with people about those and, and all of those. And the really funny thing that I've been hearing more and more often is that, you know, LinkedIn was developed for professional use, for people to network professionally, but some of the changes they have made have been trending it more towards Facebook, and people have really started objecting to that. You know, that's not where they want to go and share what they had for dinner and, you know, their their high school pictures. They want to go to a site that is specifically for business you know, and, and it's it's interesting to watch all the sites as they evolve through the years, but it will be kind of interesting to see what happens with LinkedIn if they pay attention to what people are saying. Right. And, you know, if you look at the trends, you know, it would appear that, you know, most social networking sites are offering uh, functions or features that can attract a mass audience. Right? Mm-hmm. They want the masses. Access biz, we're not looking for the masses. We're looking for a small businesses. Right. We're specific to small businesses and we're going to stay true to that charter by keeping the noise down. Mm-hmm. And again, make and providing a platform where businesses cannot just talk about making money or talk about different projects that they're doing outside of access business, but to, to provide a place where companies can do B two B, you know, mm-hmm. business to the marketplace. That in my opinion is very uh, critical about a small business because again Everything that a small business does, you know, needs to result in revenue or that small business will not be around long. Mm-hmm. Great. And that's what we're trying to do with Access Biz. Nice. You know, and, and in a lot of ways, it's more like an intranet that, that you have, have developed because it is a way for people to focus right there on that little space as opposed to getting sidetracked with what's being posted on Facebook or, you know, all those other things. You know, even if it's just reading other emails that are coming in, they're able to go to one place and, and really focus there on what they are there to do. That is exactly right. You know, and we're not knocking the importance of Facebook or Twitter. I mean, those and LinkedIn, those sites have their place. Right. And that's mm-hmm. why with Access Biz, you can also, from within Access Biz, you can, had your post to go directly to those other networks if you like. Mm-hmm. It's your choice. So we're not saying that you, you know, close down your Facebook account or close down your Twitter account. We're not saying that at all. We're saying you can use Access Biz as a centralized hub uh, to manage your business, you know. At the same time, you can create posts that through Access Biz go out to your social networks, to your right. walls, so that you can kind of manage your social world from mm-hmm. one spot. And, you know, stay abreast on different opportunities to generate revenue and to partner with other companies that are looking for uh, services or products that you may have. Mm-hmm. Great. Well, Sharon, we've we've lost you. Are you still there? 
Oh, I'm here. You guys were definitely <laughs> uh, saying a lot of the same things, but I think, you know, it's very interesting with this uh, deflattening of communication. Mm-hmm. Having been in communication forever, you know, we always look to build it up, and now we're just seeing, you know, due to businesses having to cut back in all the, the hierarchy of, of their of business structure, having things more flattened, people are needing to be able to collaborate uh, virtually and, you know, have technology in that space. And mm-hmm. we see it with pharmaceutical companies, with educators, with um, even retailers and, and banks, how they're linking up their different branches to be able to communicate because they no longer have, you know, five different communication managers, you know, running around bank to bank. And infusing collaboration technologies is definitely, you know, the way the industry is going. It's no more, you know, 10 steps up. It's more broad. And then using, you know, technology to infuse that. Mm-hmm. And collaboration with the, the file sharings and the, the web chats and video conferences and so forth really cuts down the boundaries that you face in business when you're looking for that talent to join your team um, and you know, technology is the way it's going to end up being. Mm-hmm. Well, and, you know, it's it's interesting and, and I think important to add in all of those features. You know, to me, video is probably one of the best things that, that businesses need to do, whether it's live video, you know, where you're, you're chatting online and it's it's uh, a feature that's coming soon to Mile High Radio is to be able to have, uh, be able, that the, the hosts will be actually online, video online doing our show. So this will be interesting. But, you know, it's it's one of those things where when you can see someone face to face and, you know, it, 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 as you mentioned, kind of flattens those communications. It helps people to not be confused. You know, we're not having to put a little LOL or a little happy face in our message. When you're able to see them face-to-face to communicate, it just improves everything so much. Well, nonverbal communication is really how we do communicate. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it is, it's important. It, it builds your credibility, um, believability. There's so many different ways in which that facial gesture or that smile or that, uh, I really don't believe you, um, mm-hmm. you know, are you sure you can perform this task? Let me see you in action. Did you take this interview or did you pay somebody, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. We, we've always heard people cheating on the SAT and ACT test, you know, you mm-hmm. hire somebody to take the test for you. Well, now we're seeing it in the workforce. So having that online capability through video conferencing, uh, through live streaming, those types of avenues, you know, builds back the credibility that I am who I say I am and I can do what I say I can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's funny. I have uh, friends who are faculty of online education programs. And one of the things I always ask them is, how do you know that that student did that work? Uh, you know, it, <laughs> it, it just baffles me that, and you know, I know online education programs definitely have their place and they're very important, but I do wonder that, you know, how do they know that that paper was turned in by, you know, Susie Smith 
if you know if it's it's all online and that's where you know some of these tools where you know now you're still having to guess that the the video person you're looking at is Susie Smith i mean you know she could totally have somebody sure. different there but you know I, I think businesses do worry about that too you know when say it's it's several businesses who are collaborating together and they're told okay well it's this the ceo is going to be on the video thing or is going to be on the conference, well, you want to see that CEO or you want to see that head of sales or whoever to make sure that really is who you're dealing with and that you're not dealing with a replacement person that they sent in because they were too busy or, you know, had something else that came up. Sure. When I've done some consulting work for um, different entities and whether it's a crisis situation or um, I kind of need this to go away, not true crisis at that moment mm-hmm. that could right. turn into that, mm-hmm. you know, oftentimes they want to send the second number two guy out. And mm-hmm. I'm like, no, if you plan to shut this down, the people really need to hear it from you. Right. When mm-hmm. we're talking about budget cuts, don't send HR, send mm-hmm. the CEO. Let mm-hmm. them know that, you know, we are trying you know, there are there is a face behind these decisions, and and there is the human factor mm-hmm. because so many times we feel like the human element is gone. And I think you know, even though, like you said, you can have the LOL and you can have the different, you know, text words creating human factor, seeing it and believing it, and it's still having that out there. The collaboration tools through technology can can help enhance that Mm -hmm. so we don't lose that human element. It's not always just a picture and a word. Mm -hmm. We can still have um, true interaction. And, and, you know, the old thing, you you have to have friends. You know, your health, um, you stay in better health when you have Mm -hmm. friends, when you're out among people. And social media has enhanced people's health because they're able to stay connected. Mm-hmm. But think of it even one step now closer. It, it's real. We can see you. We, we can't touch you yet, but I'm sure through technology we're going to try and find a way. <laughs> but, you know, it's like we can we can at least now, just, you know, take those verbal cues. Our eyes really need to, to see that smile, to see that laugh, to feel that energy. And that, that is, you know, still important in today's mm-hmm. business model. Right. You know, and, and you mentioned when someone is having to transmit bad news, you know, if they're having to do it over, you know, a wide range of, of offices, you know, if, and, and you have the CEO send an email, wow, that's just about as impersonal as you can get. If it's a video, whether pre-recorded or live, it does improve that level of communication. You know, if you can see that that CEO was struggling with the fact that they had to make this decision or whatever, you know, and to me, video really is something that, that businesses need to be using and they think it's too complicated. They think, you know, it's too costly, all of those various things. And, and Sharon, I know that you're a video expert. So let's, we're going to go ahead and take our break at the body, bottom of the hour. And when we come back, let's talk about how businesses can and should be using videos you know, not just to promote themselves, obviously, you know, they, they want to be doing that and we'll talk about that, but how, you know, how they can use video to really bring that human touch back to all of these entities. Okay. Great. So we'll talk about that when we come back. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down a road and back again. Your heart is true. Nothing says 
I love you more than milehighradio.com. The Chelsea Hutchison Foundation is a Colorado nonprofit corporation formed by Julie and Doug Hutchison to help individuals, particularly children and young adults who have epilepsy. The main focus is to raise funds to provide grants for trained seizure response dogs that may be able to detect an oncoming seizure and provide warnings and or respond after the onset. The foundation also provides MFIT monitors for those in need. MFIT movement monitors are the latest technology for monitoring and individual who, during sleep, may experience seizures, which a caregiver or family member should be alerted to. The Chelsea Hutchison Foundation is named for Julie and Doug's beloved daughter, Chelsea, who died in her sleep during a seizure in April of 2009. The cause of her death is called SUDEP, or Sudden Unexplained Death in Epilepsy. During the six years that Chelsea had seizures, no one had ever told the Hutchisons that a seizure could take her life. As a result of that omission, the Chelsea Hutchison Foundation raises SUDEP awareness so other families are not blindsided in the same way that they were. For more information on the Chelsea Hutchison Foundation, please click on the banner ad right here on milehighradio.com. Parenting is a rewarding experience that comes with challenges. Every parent experiences moments when they are overwhelmed or frustrated. Families First offers Circle of Parents support groups where Colorado parents can learn from each other in a safe, non-judgmental environment. Parent-led and professionally facilitated, each support group connects parents and caregivers to share advice and strengthen families. To learn more, call 1-800-CHILDREN or visit www.familiesfirstcolorado.org. And we are back. I'm Deb Creer, the socialite, and I am passionate about working with professionals to show them how to use social media as a tool to promote themselves and their businesses. And today we're taking a little bit different topic. Uh, we are, of course, including social media, but we're talking about how people can do online collaboration to work together, whether it's businesses or people in a business. And with me are Sharon Roper and Kirk Williams. So first and foremost, uh, tell people how they reach you guys? There's a variety of ways in which you can reach us. Um, the company is Communicate, and you can reach us at caonline.com. Um, and our, our phone numbers and so forth are, are on there as well. Great. And then, of course, it's accessbiz.net for the, the platform that kind of over-encompasses everything that we've been talking about. Right. Accessbiz.net is the collaboration technology um, product that has been released. It's been out for a couple weeks, and it is literally there for businesses to be able to grow their business, to be able to collaborate in a virtual technology environment and, you know, network. And it even has the marketplace, as Kirk was mentioning, you know, truly giving um, U.S. entrepreneurs the ability to have an onshore versus everything always going offshore Mm -hmm. when it comes to different coding uh, needs or, or web needs and, it's kind of like, how do I find this guy? Um, Great. The marketplace could really do that. 
cool, cool. Well, as I mentioned before we took the break, Sharon is an expert in video. Um, and in fact, she has done several videos for me that I'm posting on my new website. And part of the reason I wanted to, to do that was to put a face to me. You know, I am my business, and that is what so many small entrepreneurs and business owners are, is they are the face of their business. And to me, video is one of the best ways to be able to show people what you're like. You know, I can I can write what I do, but when they see me in a video, it tells a totally different story. So, Sharon, do you see that more and more business owners are using video, not just to promote their products and their services, but really just to promote themselves? I kind of get tickled when I see those that are, are they call it brave enough, like yourself, mm-hmm. to to put video to to their business or to their message. Um, some people are kind of like, yeah, I should, but it can't be my face. And I'm like, yeah, but isn't it your face that walks into the businesses and building mm-hmm. credibility? It's right. the same uh, message coming across. And they feel like if they see themselves on video that they have to be that local news anchor, and that's not always Mm-hmm. the case. I mean, you can hire professional spokes talent, you know, depending on what your product is. But for the most part, people really just want to know who you are and, mm-hmm. you know, are you believable, are you credible, and, you know, seeing you in action. Like the videos that we worked on with your product and for you, you had one that was an overview that's just more, you know, you talking. But then we also did pieces where we actually see you in action. You know, mm-hmm. here on the radio, people hear your energy and they hear your voice and, and your enthusiasm and so forth. But then also going to hear you speak and seeing you uh, presenting to a group gives you a whole different level than even what your radio audience or, you know, your literary audience sees through your website. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's funny that you mentioned being brave enough to do it because there is that factor. You know, I look at my videos and I go, ah. <laughs> Other people look at them and they, and they like them and they thought that they were very good and very professional. I think we are obviously our own harshest critics and people need to get over that. You know, <clears throat> they need to, to just think, okay, we need to do this. They need to see my face and they need to see me out there. I think some of that's changing too because we all have these cell phones that have so much technology in them and mm-hmm. they have the ability to record you. I mean, people are, are real comfortable, you know, videotaping themselves during the electric slide or, you know, the hustle <laughs> or, or what have you, mm-hmm. then you might as well be comfortable giving, you know, your elevator spiel or letting people know what your business is about. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it doesn't always have to be a talking head um, or, you know, the, the company spokesperson. You can even have the message done through motion graphics. Mm-hmm. And if I have a, a, you know, working with a client who's just like, I cannot be on you know, camera and, and we can't get that personality to, to come through, then sometimes we'll work through doing motion graphics. Mm-hmm. Motion graphic pieces are a great form of entertainment. They draw the user and the consumer in, um, especially, you know, through uh, the movement of the words and then having, you know, the music and sound effects or what have you. But it can really tell the story without mm-hmm. uh, a real person face if you went right. to the video. Right. And and a great example of that is actually on your Access Biz website where you have a video that explains what Access Biz is and it's not a talking head video. It is that motion graphic. Right. That's a, a little ink man that comes to life and he kind of walks you through all the things that you can do through Access Biz. And it's those type of iconic 
um, icons, if you will, and video that will cause the user to remember you. Mm-hmm. You know, like you have on you know national news, you have the Gecko and other uh, brands who are using an iconic character. If you're not comfortable having the talking head um, personality come through on video, you can always look to have an iconic character or, again, just having the words and the motion graphics. Your um, introduction to your videos are motion graphic generated. Mm-hmm. Well, and, you know, people love video. You know, the, the stats are just staggering as to how much is downloaded and watched on YouTube all the time. And, you know, it's, it's funny how programs, you know, Software giants like Netflix kind of fade and grow and fade and grow and, and do all those things. But, but video really is something that people have got to embrace. Um, you know, and, and, and back to what we were talking about before, seeing the people that you're meeting with is so important. You know, if you can't be with them face to face, then you need to figure out a way to, to include video, whether it's Google Plus or Access Biz or Skype or all of the, the various other tools that are out there. Just seeing those faces really does make a difference when people are trying to work together. Exactly. And if you're a large business and say you're going to go meet with an entity but you yourself aren't able to go, mm-hmm. you can always have an employee right. you know, watch these videos, learn mm-hmm. about this person, this is who you're going to meet. These are things that I take from, you know, how they come across. So you already have, uh, if you are a leg up, when you have that face-to-face meeting because mm-hmm. you've already them and how right. they respond to different mm-hmm. things. And so, you know, video can be done as, as a research tool. There's mm-hmm. just lots of different places in which video is relevant today. If you are, an, um, you know, your business, you're a business owner in uh, the baby boomer generation, you're trying to connect with the younger generation. Well, the millennials, they want it in video. Mm-hmm. They want it short, sweet, let me, then I evaluate whether you're real um, I'll evaluate you better through video than I will through your um, written information. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be a long dissertation. You know, we're used to it being, you know, oh, let me go speak for 15 minutes, 30 minutes, and then, you know, we can oh. collaborate. <laughs> yeah. Now, they, you know, I, I tell my customers, you know, hey, let's keep it within two to three minutes if you've got a lot to say. Or, you know, let's figure a way to say it within a minute and, and keep moving on. We mm-hmm. are conditioned in today's society. Our commercial breaks are two minutes and 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. And if that's how long it takes us to run to the bathroom and get back, or we pause the DVR and then fast forward, that's how your messages should be in right. the video realm. Well, and as I tell people, we all have the attention span of a gnat. And if it gets longer... We've, we've faded off. You know, I've, I was watching some great how-to videos last week and they were too long because they tried to put too much how-to in there. Would have been great if they'd broken them into, say, four separate little topics. You know, I really wanted that subject matter, but it just lasted too long for me. Right. I kind of have that fear that I don't want to go into training because I don't know how much time you're going to, to pull from me. I'm much mm-hmm. rather you've said, Watch our trainings, less than 30 seconds each. But then mm-hmm. I'm, I'm like, oh, okay, you're really right. not going to hold me. You're really going to tell me what you, you need to tell me in the four clicks to make this, you know, a mm-hmm. action happen or whatever. It, it's like, tell me up front because otherwise I, I'm too scared to trust you because once I start hitting, you know, click and play, I don't know how you're optimized. Is your download fast enough? Are, are you going to be there? And I just end up closing the boxes. Mm-hmm. 
Right. You know, and, and how many times have we not even watched the video because we've looked to see how long it is and we just go, oh, no, sorry. You know, and, and so it really <laughs> is one of those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That is, that is so us in today's world. We, mm-hmm. we want to know if you're going to hold our time that something mm-hmm. beneficial is going to come out of it. Right. And, it, and if it's not, then your customer or your client um, moves on. Mm-hmm. You know, and obviously there are times when you have to do a longer video. Um, we are planning a trip to Alaska later on this summer. And, you know, part of what I've been trying to figure out is how to pack everything that we need in a fairly limited space. And I found this great online video that shows how to do 16 days worth of clothes in a carry-on. Now, I've bookmarked it and I've watched it several times because it really, it probably is maybe 10 minutes long, but it was fabulous. I mean, it was, it was very cool, but I knew going into it, okay, this is going to be a fairly long video. And could they have broken into some shorter ones? Maybe not because they needed that length to, to cover that. So I think that's something that people need to keep in mind too is, okay, if you can't do your subject matter shorter, just let people know up front. This is a 10-minute video. That way, okay, they know it's going to take 10 minutes out of my day. I know whether I want to watch it or not. Right. The one um, exception to short get to the point is when you are delivering bad news. Mm-hmm. Um, you right. have to let that message um, brew, simmer, if you will, until mm-hmm. you know it is based, um, you know, all the way through. Mm-hmm. If you're delivering bad news and you give it in 10 seconds, you know, then you, you could have just done the email. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. it's like, really? Right. That was mm-hmm. it? But, you know, you want to have your audience really know that you had thought behind it, that you're sincere, that you're caring um, about whatever the news is that you're, you're giving. So mm-hmm. I think it's, the, it's the nature of the message is heavy, budget-driven, layoff, you know, things that... And you cause people to have anxiety instantly when they hear those words, then your message, your video message may need to be longer just to where your credibility still holds. Right. right. You know, and, and it's so important, you know, back with, with, on the subject that we we're talking about that, that you tie people into that team, whether, you know, it's, and, and typically that is with the use of video. You know, you're able to really show them that they're all there together. It might have to be a pre-recorded video, you know, depending on what it is that you're talking about. But then if you've got some type of platform where people can ask questions, they can get feedback. Um, you know, I've been a part of companies where they've done some fairly sizable layoffs before. The message was given, you know, and it was, it was a, a, a fairly good message, but then people had no way that they could ask questions. You know, so it really is something where you have to know what your medium is and how people are going to communicate with you. And for more and more people, they are in remote locations and they have to have some way that they can do that. Yes, and you know, we all know with social media today that you, a lot of people get their news first mm-hmm. and fast. Right. Um, faster than the traditional media. I mean, you, you look at the, the latest tornadoes and, and those things in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. People were following the social media threads because regular broadcasts couldn't stay up mm-hmm. uh, fast enough. And, you know, on broadcast we can only put one, one feet on the air. I mean, we can do a box here, we can even do a quad box. Mm-hmm. But uh, when you're following the different social media trends and, and the different threads that are live, you're, you're seeing multiple, as if you were cameras, all at mm-hmm. once. 
versus just the composited seed. You know, right. It's not going away. It, it is here to stay. No. And, and video is definitely an integrated part into that now. Mm-hmm. But what you what you talked about just really brought me back to something that that Kirk said earlier about there's a lot of noise that is in the you know the the world of social media, so it does take you know somebody coming back and focusing on what's going on, you know when you know for example with the tornadoes I finally turned Facebook off because it was overwhelming me with what was out there. And I think that is where businesses have to take the step back and figure out okay we're going to collaborate. You know, and, and do it online in a, in a different type of format, but you know it it also it, it's funny. I'm I'm looking at an article right now about Yahoo, where they had allowed a lot of people to work from home, and people love that. They thought that was great, and they get a new CEO, and she said, "No, you have to come into the office." And that really was it, it was funny. She said it was for morale. Well, what it did was it caused a morale problem, which I just thought was very funny. But, you know, her thought process was people might not have been doing the work when they were working from home. And so she wanted to see their, you know, little faces in the, in the office. My philosophy is, you know, if the work gets done and they're home, does it really matter if they did it at 2 a.m. or 2 p.m. as long as the work is, is being done? So I think that's where collaborating online is, is so important is you can see, okay, well, this might not have been done at 5 p.m. when I wanted it done, but it got done. Um, and, and it's, it's kind of one of those that I know businesses tend to struggle with is do they allow people to work from home? You know, all of those various things, you know, to me, it's, it's also a basis of trust. You know, are you going to trust that they're going to get the work done? And if they're not going to get the work done at home, are they really going to get the work done when they're sitting in your office either? Well, and it also depends on what type of talent you want working Mm -hmm. for you. Right. Uh, Telecommuting, you know, I was one of the first that was able to do it at a firm that I was with. Mm-hmm. I was one of the first five, and we were uh, actually able to do two days a week, but we were also on call 24 hours right. a day, mm-hmm. seven days a week. So when you want the talent who needs that flexibility, whether it's with their family or maybe they don't even live in you know the same geographical area as mm-hmm. the firm, working you know from home, uh, having the telecommute option allows you to pull from a bigger pool. The older mm-hmm. generation. They're used to having to go into work because that was just the norm for them for the most of their working career. Mm-hmm. So you, you can require that. And they may not have their feathers ruffled so much, but like in the Yahoo situation, that would have really ruffled my feathers if I had been given that because I see mm-hmm. that as a benefit. So therefore, right. my loyalty is stronger. Um, then you pull it back just because you think something, but yet you can't substantiate that work hasn't been done. Mm-hmm. So. That, you know, we'll, we'll continue to see how that gets played out. Right. right. You know, and, and I always find it interesting too when businesses say, well, you know, so the people are in the office and they're going to, you know, ban the use of Facebook, you know, in the office. And obviously there's software programs that you can put on servers that make sure that, that people aren't there. But what happens is if you've got a smartphone, you still can access Facebook. You know, so, you see people taking longer breaks. You see all of these various things. And 
studies have shown that if someone is given kind of a little mental health break during the day, you know, it used to be that they went outside and smoked. Now, you know, they're, they're going onto Facebook for 15 minutes. That's all they really needed. And it was a, a benefit then for them to be able to, to actually be more productive. Right. Um, I think Kirk has uh, some thoughts on that as well which in his realm. Mm-hmm. Well, um, Deb, you know, one thing that I find real interesting, you know, you know, if you look at how things have progressed as far as the workplace and the type of uh, industries that we have, <clears throat> right now I think we're still seeing some of the, the final stages or the final kicks of the um, manufacturing type mm-hmm. of in- environment where mm-hmm. you could not telecommute if you worked in a manufacturing type of environment. You had to be there on the line to do your job. And if you were not there on the line doing your job, the job was not getting done. Mm-hmm. Uh, what we're seeing now is, you know, more the knowledge worker, and uh, you know that was a you know a big term in the late not not, not the late not, not not I'm sorry sometime the late nineties and you know mm-hmm. the early you know two thousands, but we're seeing the evolution of that. And what I say is, I always do this. You know, you always you know we communicate. We always trust mm-hmm. what we verify. And again, with social collaboration and things like that. You know, I believe that, you know, businesses would, you know, would be better served to use things like, you know, timestamps to their advantage, mm-hmm. right? I mean, with social media, you don't, or with electronic data, you can't argue about when something was posted. You right. You know, there's a third-party timestamp. Mm-hmm. There's, there's, no, there's no dog to eat that. You know, dogs don't eat electronic things. <laughs> and so it really helps to, to in, my, in my opinion, to give, businesses, you know, uh, management more tools if they choose mm-hmm. to use them. Right. Again, you know, just because someone's in the office doesn't mean they're being productive. Mm-hmm. And just because someone's working from home doesn't mean that they're not being productive. Uh, the key thing is having uh, either in the office or remotely a centralized uh, collaboration workspace mm-hmm. where uh, tasks can be assigned, where dates for deliverables can be assigned, and then you can measure performance directly mm-hmm. through that one place as well because, again, you get timestamps. Right. You know, and and so, when, you it's, know, when it's that third-party software, you know, that is providing that timestamp, you know, I can change the date on my computer. So then it would change the date as to when a document is done. Right, but you right. can't change that third-party, you know, if you've logged into something else. Exactly. And, you know, what you'll find out is this, you know, if – Realistically, if employees were restricted to office hours, if mm-hmm. employees only work office hours, uh, companies would not be as successful as they are. Right. The fact is, people do bring their work home. Mm-hmm. They do. But what they need is a place to uh, collaborate and post their work. You know, and a lot of big companies have this. These corporate, these large um, corporate companies mm-hmm. have the budgets. And, you know, right. And They've the, got a big, the secure teams, intranet site. They do this. But see, small businesses don't have that. And what, you know, what we believe that we've done with AccessBusiness.net is provided a platform that can at least from an infrastructure standpoint kind of help the small businesses have the same tools that the big mm-hmm. businesses have. And again, to your point, as far as telecommuting and things like that, I'm a big fan of that. I believe in setting dates, of course. But, you know, with telecommuting and remote working, a lot of times you get the benefit of not being impacted by sick days. Right. Or weather you or you you know, all of those things. 
exactly. You can just do your work when you feel the better. Because in the corporate world, you know, if you take a day off or two if you're sick, when you come back, generally your work is waiting on you anyway. Right. Right. So I, I just, you know, I saw what happened with Yahoo, and I'm I'm willing to bet that there must have been some productivity issues mm-hmm. that were happening, and that usually happens if you don't have metrics or things in place so that you can measure, you know, the, the uh, uh, employee's contribution. Right. And I believe that by having a internet, you know, in place if you're a large corporation or you know small business can use access this, it gives you that that tool, that third party verification of mm-hmm. what the employee is doing and when they're doing it. It's great. Right. And and it is such a benefit to be able to, you know, depend. Obviously, it depends on what you're doing, but to be able to work from home, you know, because it can be something where you know, maybe that the kids are home for the day. Well, then you don't have to worry about, you know, they're home for the day by themselves. You're there with them, you know, and it. Or, you know, as we were talking about before, this is a great way for multiple small businesses to work together. You know, none of them have the, the cost capability or the resources to have this independently, but you might be able to, you know, very easily have a web designer, a graphic designer, a copywriter, all of those people collaborate online and they could be, you know, in various places around the world in various time zones, all sorts of things and be able to be extremely productive. Which to me gets exactly. the work done faster. Exactly, and all you know, make no mistake, people are working, especially in corporate America. People are working from home. It would mm-hmm. just be great to do it officially. How about that? Right. Mm-hmm. Well, and and as you said, that way the the business owner or the the supervisor, whoever knows, okay, you know, the work is getting done. Therefore, it's it's great. My guess is, you know, exactly what you were saying with Yahoo that there were some problems. Unfortunately, what happened was everybody was penalized for what was probably just a couple of people. Right. It will definitely be interesting to see if they stay with that or they put some other, um, you know, placeholders, uh, structures there mm-hmm. and then allow people to go back out and telecommute. It was just so nice when we ran across that white paper from, from Cisco talking about how you know, a lot of the new jobs and so forth, people are really just specialists in their field. Mm-hmm. If you are a business looking for that specialized talent, you know, they're not willing to give up their freedom or their flexibility mm-hmm. uh, to, you know, come on board 100%. But yet collaborating um, in a virtual space is really where, you know, healthcare and all those different industries are, are moving to because, mm-hmm. They can, and they themselves are, you know, being specialists are, are the, the talent that the businesses are looking for. And flattening, right. um, decentralizing businesses is definitely where we are in today. Mm-hmm. Well, and, you know, it, it's, it's in the long run, as we've been talking about, it is a cost saving because you're not having, you know, people commuting. So it's better for the environment, you know, all of those various things. It might be that people are able to do more because they, they are able to focus a little bit better. You know, they're not worried about, you know, who's where and what's, what's going on at home and, and all of those various things. Um, you know, it's, it's always interesting when I was in Colorado. When we would have snow days, and, you know, snow day out there was two or three feet of snow and everything shut down. Well, if you're working with somebody in a location that doesn't have that weather, they can't understand why you're not working that day. So, you know, if you're able to just go online, it works perfect. 
Mm-hmm. And if you are, you know, are charged with firms that are on the air 24 hours a day, mm-hmm. seven days a week, you know, doesn't matter if it is snowing outside. You right. still have to get your speeds in and, you know, you just boot up the computer and, and you are in your work environment. So mm-hmm. that is really where we are. And loyalty is something that you can't buy. And no. Having that as a benefit and collaborative tools, telecommuting, all of those benefits, you know, make your clients loyalty. They can make your your coworkers loyal. Um, it is, you know, just a priceless piece in your business structure. Mm-hmm. Great. Well, we are already at the top of the hour. This is amazing. We've had a, a lot of fun talking with you guys. Tell us one more time how we find you online and how we connect with you. Uh, for us, uh, CA online mm-hmm. is uh, address and uh, email, and it's the letter C and the number eight, mm-hmm. and the phone numbers and so forth are, are there. Great, and then it's accessbiz.net is the product for uh, collaboration for businesses and networking, and um, having the ability to have the marketplace and so forth to bid on. Uh, projects and move your business forward. Great. Well, thank you so much to Sharon and Kirk for coming on and, and talking about this today. I think it's very interesting for business owners to know that there are options out there, you know, and, and even more importantly to think, okay, social media isn't just for fun. It is, you know, we do get to have fun on it, but there are ways to tie it into really getting work done and getting serious work done and, and, you know, being able to have your business succeed, whether it's, you know, that you, you did something on LinkedIn or something in a much more complicated type of ongoing platform like Access Biz, there are definitely ways that business owners can, can benefit from all of this. So great. Thank you, everyone, and have a great day, and we will uh, catch you next week. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for being a friend Travel down a road and back again Your heart is true You're a pal and a confidant I'm not ashamed to say I hope it always will stay this way My hat is off Won't you stand up and take MileHighRadio.com, just what the doctor ordered. Parenting is a rewarding experience that comes with challenges. Every parent experiences moments when they are overwhelmed or frustrated. Families First wants you to know you are not alone. Colorado parents can call 1-800-CHILDREN for answers, resources, and support. This free confidential support line can be the difference between struggling alone and finding the support you need to strengthen your family. Call 1-800-CHILDREN or visit www.chilldren.com. 
FamiliesFirstColorado.org. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.